first-time listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Cherie Hardy, and it is such a pleasure to be able to share today. And I always say I am both teacher and student, so I'm all about learning and teaching and teaching and learning, and I hope that you are too. We must commit to becoming lifelong learners And I tell you, every day is sweet because every day I learn something new. Every single day, that's how beautiful life can be. If you're looking for it, you'll find it. If you're looking for it, you will find it. If you're looking for joy, you'll find it. If you're looking for better, you'll find it. If you're looking for peace, you will find it. You will discover treasure under all your trouble, that message in the mess, that opportunity in the obstacle. When I tell you there are so many blessings, your pain has a purpose. Yes, I'm trying to be poetic, (laughs) but I stopped by today because I was just doing my Sunday evening Bible study and I said, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna put this under my good religion segment, but I have to talk about this biblical story and it is a story A similar story like this is all through the Bible. When God made us, he made us imperfect. We sinned, and as a result of the first human being that he made sinning, sin has entered the world, and it is here. And so God does not change life. He changes us. It's through a relationship with him that in spite of sin, we can find all of these beautiful things. So, you know, if if you're not... If you're new to the show, this is, may sound a little different, but if you're not new, you know I always talk about the Bible and the misuse of the Bible. There is a right way and there's a wrong way to use the Bible um, because the Bible didn't fall out of the sky. This, the Bible is a compilation of stories about people in history throughout time and how they lived and their relationship with God. And this is basically a certain amount of time because according to scientists, the earth is billions of years old. So there were people, and so we don't really have a record of every single person, but we do have a record from the Bible of particular people during a certain period of time, what they did, what they didn't do, what God did, and what he didn't do. So today's lesson was on the King Manasseh, King of Judah. And I want to talk about this because you know, sometimes I will just open my Bible. I will pray and then I'll say, God, I'm just going to open it. And wherever I land, wherever it opens to, that's going to be my Bible study. So if you're not familiar with Manasseh, here's some few things that you might want to know. And again, the right way to use the Bible is to read these stories, extract the lessons and the principles that you can apply today. All right. You got to understand that these people, they were people, they had culture, they did things, they didn't do things. The question that some people have or something, something that people get caught up on is they're trying to recreate what the way that these people lived 5,000 years ago or 6,000 years ago, however long it was. The issue with that is they had some things in their culture that are very painful. So 
Does that mean that we follow them because they did them? Does it mean that God approved these things because the book is simply telling you what they did and didn't do? So they had slavery. They were very oppressive to women. There was violence. There were people based on, if you're using the Bible in the wrong way, people's land has been taken. And people are practicing certain things that I don't care what anybody says. I don't believe that God wants us to practice those things. The people in the Bible might have, like slavery, like polygamy. And these stories just tell you about what they did and didn't do. But if you really are reading the Bible in the right way, you'll see how all of these things, like slavery, like polygamy, like the violence, you'll see how it hurt the people. So you got people out here that use the Bible in different ways. I'm just letting people know that I read it. I believe the book is anointed. I believe that there is a blessing to read it, reading it. I, at the same time, I know that there was no man or men with pens and paper or, you know, something to write with and scrolls while God was making the earth billions of years ago. So these stories, they were inspired by God. But the question is, how do we use these? And I'm going to let you pray to God and you find out for you, but this is how God has told me to use it. So I'm reading the book and I'm reading Manasseh, the king of Judah. And it says that Manasseh became the king when he was 12 years old and he reigned for 55 years. But here's the issue. He did things that went against having a relationship with the Most High God. Now, when we say God, I'm talking about the one and only God, the one that made the sun, the planets, the moon, the stars, everything, the oceans, the fishes, the trees, the plants. That's the one I'm talking about. The people, this is just one part of human history where the Bible tells you what they did. And they, there were people who at some point began to worship this God. That God is the one I'm talking about, and that is the one that I worship. Manasseh was king, and he didn't, and I'm just saying this, and I'm just talking now from the heart. You know, you can't become a king or a queen without God's permission, without God's will. So he became a king. He reigned for 55 years. But here's what's interesting. He began to worship other gods. He began to um, engage in um, what we call pagan practices where he brought in you know other gods other mystics and witches and wizards and things like that and he got into that and he actually brought these practices in and I don't think they use the word church but temple back in the day now you know at a certain point God anger was stirred and it was and it was stirred to the point that the Bible says and I'm going to read this to you it is second chronicles 33 verse 10 the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people but they paid no attention so when we say the Lord spoke you know I always tell you that when you pray to God God listens and he will speak to you he will speak to your heart he will put the thoughts in you that you need to have to deal with certain situations to be the best that you can be to heal Heal your bad thoughts. This is why I do bad thought therapy. Sidebar, if you don't know why I got this thing started, it was because I had a business in a mall, a public mall, where I met hundreds and thousands of people over the course of my time there. And during that time, I met so many broken people. Now, I met a lot of beautiful people, 
and I'm just, you know, that it's not all bad. I just want to say that. But there were a lot of broken people. And so as they poured out their stories sometimes and different situations came up, I was like, Lord, what can I do to, you know, put something out there to help people heal? And that's how Bad Thought Therapy came about. So I'm a witness because I wanted to share. The main thing is, and I want to share this with you now, God is real. And no matter what you're going through, God can get you through. And God can heal your bad thoughts. He can heal your broken heart. He can help you to do whatever it is you need to do. Because forgiveness sometimes is not easy. But when we pray to God to help us with our forgiveness, we can forgive. Patience is not easy. But we ask the Most High to help us with our patience because the only way you develop patience is you have to be patient it's one of those things it's just like if you want to learn how to read you got to read okay you want to, learn how to drive you got to drive but you want to be patient god is going to put you through some things but you have to be patient and so i wanted to share with the world with people as many people as i can the joy the beauty and the unfailing love of the most high god the thing is, is that I'm not a religious person. I, and, I, and to say that is not to say I don't go to church. Of course, I read my Bible. I, I believe in church. But what I have an issue with is bad religious practices that have hurt people and continue to hurt people today. And it's not because of the religion. It's because of bad religious practices. The Bible is not, a, the Bible is not an issue. The way people use the Bible and they twist it and they find try to find scriptures to condone practices that in the end cause pain. And I don't believe that God intentionally, nobody can tell me that y'all is no he, nobody can tell me that he wants you to go through unnecessary pain to, to you know to test you or to just put you through the fire. No. But Manasseh, going back to him, because some of us kept in like this, you just out of control. You have turned away. Manasseh even sacrificed his sons in the fire so he was getting into this practice that he sacrificed his own children ladies and gentlemen now this is deep so as i said go forward here the lord spoke to manasseh and his people but they paid no attention god is always trying to you know give us a warning hey look i don't like this it'll come to you it'll be it'll be a conflict in your heart you need to do something about this before his anger is stirred and then it says so the lord brought against them the army um the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. Now, in other words, when we go against God and we spend all our time worshiping other gods and doing evil, because basically he killed his sons, you know, and we are just turning to everything for our help. We don't need it. I don't care what anybody says. We don't need anybody but the Lord. It's, it's enough. And if you don't know that and you need to know how to get there, you know, that's why I do Bad Thought Therapy. Email me, badthoughttherapy at gmail.com, and I'll help you work through some things. But he turned his back on the Lord. So God allows him to be captured, allowed him to be taken by this king of Assyria. So he's imprisoned. But while he is in prison, this is what I'm talking about right here. It says, let me get, let me, I'm trying to read from a distance, Lord. These old eyes get, these eyes are getting old. It says, in his distress, 
he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his father. Hallelujah, glory to God. And that's what I'm going to title this, Mercy. Mercy. Because recently I was in a conversation with someone and this person has always been one of those people that is always talking about the suffering and the destruction of people that she feels have done wrong, especially those who have done wrong to her. So even though she has received the mercy of God, in in just the mercy of God, because even the people that she thinks are so evil and so rebellious pray for her every single day, she has received mercy. She is not willing to express mercy towards others because the first thing that comes out of her mouth when someone does something that she doesn't think is right is you're going to have to pray and you're going to have to pay for what you've done and you know, you're not going to get away with it, blah, 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 blah. And the level of hypocrisy, and the only reason why I mention this is not to condemn her and shine a light on her sin, but it's just when a person is coming up with all this, this, you know, you wrath of God on your head, when they have committed adultery, when they have lied, when they have stolen, when they have done murdered with their tongue, you would think that because God saved them in spite of all their evil, you would think this person would have mercy. You know how I know people who are connected to God is because they have, they do the things that God does. God is a merciful God. And this is what I told this person. I said, what, you know, God is a merciful God. And before I knew it, I was saying, you know, what about, you know, your sins? What about your issues? God has shown mercy to people. No, I didn't say it like that. I said, God has shown mercy to people who have committed adultery, who have lied, who have, who have caused discord. This is a person that has caused so much discord, something that God hates. And yet he has not just taken his hand and struck her down because people pray for her mercy. But yet that's the first thing that she wants to happen. Anybody that she feels is, woe is that person for doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That is not God's way. And we got to be mindful of this because it could be any of us. So just, just keep reading out. Now, so Manasseh cries out. And in his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord. I read that and humbled himself greatly before the Lord. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Woo! Manasseh sinned to the point he killed his own sons. But yet, and God let him go through some suffering, but yet, oh my goodness, God's mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love and mercy. Amazing grace. God brought him back. In other words, God restored him as king. And as he did, Manasseh restored all the things that he had, you know, torn down during his reign. Mercy. God is merciful. And I just want to be encouraged to someone who thinks you messed up so bad, you did so much evil, and God cannot be merciful to you. But he is merciful and he will be merciful to you. Do just what Manasseh did. This is our example. This is the right way to use the Bible. What did Manasseh do? 
it says he prayed. He humbled himself. He sought the favor of the Lord. And God listened to his plea. And that is what we can do. And remember now, Manasseh reigned for 55 years. That's a long time, y'all, to be a king. He brought all the stuff back, all that evil stuff that he did. He turned, he reversed all of that. And that's what we have to do too. When we do wrong, we have to do our best to correct that wrong. Because one thing about it, and I was thinking about Carly Russell, I did an episode on her. You know, you can't go back and reverse time. But what you can do is you can say, okay, I messed up. You know, I got some stuff to work through. And now you work, you start working towards trying to correct your mistake. Will people forget your mistake? No. Will people talk about the mistake? Yes. Will they hang it over your head? Yes, probably. But as long as you have dealt with this issue with God, just as Manasseh did, then you are free. Unless you spend all this time thinking about people and what they're doing and what they're thinking, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if you have gotten right with the Lord, all is well. Here is another passage that I want, description I want to read. And I'm going to tell you something. Luke 6 is one of my favorite chapters of the whole Bible. Just read the whole chapter. I encourage you of Luke 6. And I read. I was reading from the NIV. And I kind of prefer the NIV. And I also like the New King James Version. But because I was because there are other versions and sometimes you want okay how did they get this translation but you know again the bible didn't fall out of the sky it was written by men and then it was translated by men and it's been published by men and it's been taught by mainly men and so you got to understand when you read it for yourself and you ask God to illuminate what it means and get the lessons you got to get this You are to extract the lessons and the principles that you can apply. Ask God, how do I take this story? The mercy of God. When you receive mercy, you should give it. Here is one. Jesus was talking to the people and the disciples. What's interesting, let me see if I can go there. Okay, on my computer, you might hear some clicks. But if you go to Luke 6, I just love Luke 6. You know, it talks about the fact that Jesus on the Sabbath day, did things that you weren't supposed to do. So at that time, the people, they practiced, they were very strict about the Sabbath day. Some people practiced the Sabbath on one day. Some people used the stars and all that because the earth is billions of years old. So we don't technically know what was exactly the seventh day. But the point is that Jesus was trying to make to people is that you gotta, you know, you have a Sabbath, but he asked, you know, is it unlawful to do good or is it, you know, you're supposed to do evil on the Sabbath? But anyway, Jesus was condemned because he did good on the Sabbath. He, one time on the Sabbath, he, he, he was hungry and he and his disciples, they went and they got them some grains and they ate it. It was on the Sabbath, which you weren't supposed to so-called do anything. And then when he was confronted by the religious leaders, there's that religion thing again, when he was confronted by them, he said he reminded them, well, didn't David go into the temple and didn't David get this kind of bread that was only for priests, but he ate it and God still blessed David. Then another time that Jesus was teaching in, on the, in the synagogue on the Sabbath, Jesus healed a man's hand that was withered. And when they saw him, and this is what blows my mind away. This is what religious people do today. Before he knew how they were thinking. 
But so he told the man to stand up. The man got up. Then he asked the religious people a question. He said, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or destroy it? And he looked at them all and then said to the man, stretch out your hand. And when the man did, Jesus, I'm just going to break it down. Jesus healed this man. Now watch the next scripture. Now to remind you, the book of Luke, again, is like a biography of Jesus written by this this person named Luke who was a doctor apparently he was not some people say if you do all the research he was not actually alive when Jesus was there but he was able to write this from you know different accounts the point is that he's recording this story and we can use this story because guess what happened after Jesus healed this man's hand they were furious these religious leaders were mad and do you know they talked about what to do with him? And then you could keep reading the whole New Testament. And every time Jesus did something good, they were trying to figure out how to kill him. See, this is why I say we, we've got an issue. The same kind of bad religion is moving today. Because I, if you go on YouTube, you'll see people just sitting in front of the computer just condemning, like, ministering so-and-so did this, the minister so-and-so did this. And I, I, you know, on one hand, I think, okay, well, they're maybe trying to expose, but there's so many other things they could do if they would just teach, teach these powerful lessons that we can gain from the Bible, and they would be like, more people would be drawn to God, not people just watching them, because it's almost in our nature, to a certain extent, because we are born in sin, to be condemning and judgmental. But if you keep reading 6, it just gets so powerful. Um, he, you know, goes on and he, you know, I love this part because he also talks about um, praying all night. It says that he prayed all night. That was powerful. And then he talks about the blood, you know, the, the, the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are those who hunger for you shall be satisfied. Those who weep, you know, you shall, you know, laugh and all of that. He just goes on and then he gives a woe, you know, to those people. And then... Jesus gets into, you know, love your enemies. And this is when your, your faith really has to grow now. Then you can't do this without Jesus. But he talks about loving your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Um, love those who hate you. That's where he gets into that scriptures. And then one of the things he says in my computer is frozen. That ain't nobody but the enemy. He says, be merciful just as your father is merciful. There's that merciful mercy again. God is a merciful God. And this is the thing. If we are connected to God, this is, why, this is what scares me. When people are so condemning and I don't hear them ever express mercy or talk about their flaws and how they receive mercy, it scares me because now that I spend too much time and I wonder, okay, are they really connected to God? Are they really going to be saved? They die? You know, because God is a merciful God. We all have sinned and fallen short, and God is merciful to us. And then here is one of my favorite scriptures about mercy again. Psalm 145, 89. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. And that includes you and me. You and I receive the mercy of God. Connect with him today. You know, God, You I, I, sometimes I marvel because 
you know, people are hurting and they're trying to find their comfort in other human beings. And there's nothing wrong, you know, with, with of course, God wants us to connect and fellowship and all that. But the, the thing is, is that this is something that a lot of people miss out on, is, um, is that at the end of the day, people can't be there the way God can. The reason why I emphasize talking to God and listening to God is because you can talk to God 24-7. You just can't call a friend at 4 o'clock in the morning. You you know, you can't go, you know, I'm, again, I said this in other episodes, I'm not against therapy or counseling. The problem is that what if you're having an issue, but you can't make the appointment or you don't have the transportation or that person can't see you or you don't have the money because counseling costs. You can talk to God 24-7. Then you never have to worry about your business in the street. You don't have to worry about your business being repeated. You don't have to worry about being condemned. You don't have to worry about um, being judged. You can go to God as you are. And he, just as Manasseh did after he killed his own sons and practiced these pagan religions and brought all this to God's holy place of worship, guess what God still did? <laughs> gave him mercy and humans will not give you mercy you do something and you you know and it's people i talk to and they scare me because they i think they think that their little sins are not as bad as you know somebody else's but the reality is we all need god's mercy we all need his mercy here's what jesus said but to you who are listening love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who mistreat you If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them. The other also, if someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to anyone who asks, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, and do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? You know, this is when he talks about, you know, sinners even do this. Sinners, you know, give back. You know, sinners, you know, repay. You got to be different. And I know this is not easy. And you can interpret that a lot of ways. But the bottom line is, God doesn't want us to get caught up on revenge. That's the lesson of this, is let go and let God. You know, let go and let God. But people get so offended because they really think that they're so holier than thou. And that you're just going to be condemned. And so, and they're waiting on it. They're really trying to hang on to life. So many people are old and, and already been diagnosed by the doctor that is, you know, the end is closer. And yet... They're hanging on because they want to see you suffer. Woo, pray, but you still pray for them, still do good to them. Now, I, when I read this, that doesn't mean that I let toxic people in my space. What it does mean is that I don't hate them. In fact, now this person, I just feel a sense of sadness and sorrow for her because this is how she's been all of her life. And she's almost 80 years old. And she's going to go out like this. And that's what scares me. But all I can do, and if I can help her, I can help her. But I do not allow, I do not believe that God wants me to have toxic people on the front row of my life. Because I don't believe God wants me to die because of them. But I pray for them. I love them. I do everything he said. If I can help them, I help them. You know, I'll do what I can do. And I don't hold any bitterness towards them because now I see it for what it is. It's the enemy. And so go on and again, he just talks about that mercy. And again, so I just want to say to everybody out here, 
Mercy is available to you. You have fallen. We have all fallen. Just go to God, just like Manasseh did, just like this king who practiced evil in the sight of the Lord. God allowed him to suffer, to be captured by his enemies, to have a hook put in his nose, and he suffered. But in his distress, he cried out to the same God that he had turned his back on. And God's mercy, because of God's mercy, God restored him. And just like he'll do it for Manasseh, he will do it for us. That is the lesson from the story of Manasseh. And I'm going to tell you where that story is. You want to read the whole thing. It is 2 Chronicles chapter 33. And then I recommend also, I'm using the NIV, you read the whole Luke 6. It's just a great passage. In this passage, Jesus is talking and Jesus is teaching the disciples. And what we do, because we are reading it, we're, we're like students of what he taught. And we apply these things. Again, I, I, you know, when you read that, I know some people think it where you just, you know, let somebody just beat you down. And there are people that take, read it that way and interpret it. No, what it means is that you don't hold bitterness. And I pray for mercy, you know, for this person that is so condemning and they just waiting on me and my child to suffer because they feel like, you know, we might have done something wrong. But I'm telling you, but I know you got to stay in prayer because that, because when people are connected, they have mercy. But to be honest, when they're not, they they want you to suffer. God does not want that. Um, years ago, I was in my classroom. I need to get back to the screen so I can see how much time I got. Okay. Oh, it's time. Y'all, it is time. I got to go. Thank God I switched back over. Peace and blessings. Have a beautiful day. I hope this episode blessed you. Take care.